guys from wherever they feel like it. It's Two Guys Watch a Movie! Who is your host? Two Guys! Hey everybody, welcome to Two Guys Watch a Movie episode number 11! Happy 11th episode, Tommy. Oh welcome yeah. Welcome back, welcome back. Uh, it has been, uh, it's been a hot minute, we are back. Um, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, I am Jordan Ehrlich. I'm Tommy Quartz. And this is our podcast about movies and movie-related things. Tommy, how you doing? How you uh, doing? Pretty good. We've, we've taken a little hiatus. A little bit. Know? A little bit. I've had a rough couple months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, feel free to talk about like as much or as, as, as little as you want about that. But Well, uh, yeah. my, my mother died, which was, of course, um, really terrible. Um, and so then I lived in Nashville with my dad for six weeks. And then in that time, um, everything I have uh, an account for got hacked. <laughs> like, uh, eBay, Amazon, Facebook, my bank account, uh, my social security number was used to apply for a credit card. Just pretty much everything that you could possibly fear would get hacked got yeah. hacked yeah it was uh, pretty awful and then um our dog's cancer came back oh, sorry. Um, that's okay she's on chemo and she's doing really well no symptoms from chemo so far oh. so oh good that's good yeah and, uh, shoot man well but other than but, that, I've watched a lot of TV and movies. A lot of TV and movies. I should mention, there's some good. The, you did just uh, get a new job. Oh, yeah. I quit my job, too. <laughs> and then got a new job. There you go. You got the new job, though. It all it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so, stuff. And it's, it's, I'm much happier with the, new, with the new gig, so. That's good. That's a good thing, man. Gotta, gotta take those wins where you can get them. Um, yeah. Well, it's good to have you back here. Uh, it's great to be doing this with you again. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, movies and you've watched a lot of movies and TV. What have you What have you been watching? Okay, um, the first thing I watched. So, this was be back in February. I watched Queen's Gambit. Ooh, very nice, very nice. Did you see it? I did. I loved Queen's Gambit. Yeah, I loved it too. They made chess awesome. It makes up for every part of her of uh, Anya Taylor Joy's horrible accent in New Mutants. Uh, oh God! Yeah. She she had this kind of balance. I think it more than balance. I forget if it's even the same person. A little. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's great though. It's so good. Yeah, she's she's incredible on that show. She is. Yeah, uh, really good. I mean, amazing acting. Really good story. Uh, I thought it was true story too the whole time. It's not. It's it's made up. Right. It is based. I think it's based on a book. Uh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. I thought it was a true story. <laughs> Disappointed to it, find out it wasn't. Like it seems like the kind of thing that would be right, like chess prodigy, yeah. like in the sick right. was it sixties? Yeah, I think I, so. Yeah, like it, you would think something like that would be based on a true story. Um, yeah, it is solid, man. Um, we've been rewatching uh, TV. We've been rewatching uh, Arrested Development. Oh, I rewatched season one and two of that. Actually, oh yeah, just in the last couple months. Nice. Uh, catching up on old TV, Arrested Development is brilliant. Oh my god! Every inch of it. One except of the, for uh, season yeah. four. I, you know, I know eventually I'm gonna get back there because uh, we're because Gabby. I mean, I'm watching it with Gabby who wanted to re. I think rewatch this, and I know eventually I'm gonna have to watch season four. But I'm also, 
I also know we're probably going to watch. I saw on Netflix what they did was they, they re-edited, re-edited it, and they're. Um, I think they are better, but I still haven't been able to make it through. I, I'm curious to see what happens. I haven't watched it since I originally watched it when it aired on Netflix, and I have not yeah. actually seen season five. So, oh, there's a se- I didn't even know there was a season. Five. I know, right? Um, oh. And I think this is our first episode since um, Jessica Walter passed away. But that oh, was, right, right. It's she's made me laugh out loud like so many times on that between that and yeah. Archer. Archer, like it, 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 she's so funny on that. It's a it's an incredible cast. Yeah. What an incredible It really cast. is, yeah. Uh, uh, what? Catching up on other old TV, I watched... I finally got around to watching the HBO series Watchmen. I s- yeah. Oh, you man. I have seen... I think I, I still need to finish it. Like, I tried... See, I it took me three tries to start it. And I watched that episode, the first episode probably like three times. Yeah. Uh, and then finally got into it. And boy, did I get into it, I think... Me and Aaron finished it in one, two nights. Because oh, nice. it is really good. It gets really good. Oh, man. It's only... Uh, but we did uh, have to look up. We did have to, like... After a certain episode, we were like, we got to look up the plot of the Watchmen graphic novel. Yeah. Because it's based on that and not the Zack Snyder movie, which yes. I know has a lot of the same plot points, but I couldn't follow that, and I, I hated it very much. <laughs> it's faithful to a fault. Yeah, I did read the graphic novel. I love the graphic novel, and I remember watching it, where, you know, Gabby and I started watching it, and she kind of turned to me a few... At one point, I remember she turned to me, and it's like, okay, I have no idea what's going on. And it's yeah. like, it was the moment... Yeah, in that first episode, when they start raining... It starts raining squids. Yeah, and I was like, crazy. oh, this is definitely based on the graphic novel, because they didn't go yeah. into any of that in the movie. Yeah, okay, so I wondered about that, too. I was like, did I just miss that in the movie about the giant squid over New York? No, it was, uh, I mean, they changed a lot. It's a lot about the ending, in particular. What did they change to in Zack Snyder's version of Instead of a Squid? Not much. It It was basically just one big, like, kind of a a radioactive bomb kind of thing, Mm. instead of, like, the giant squid, I think. like um, weird. It's been a good long while since I watched it, but, yeah, it's that, that is what I remember. Yeah, and I thought it was really, uh, really fucking interesting in terms of race and white supremacy and the police. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speak, speaking of which, we have news today. We do have news today. We're recording this episode on 420. Happy 420. Happy 420. It is a slightly happier 420. Uh, Derek Chauvin. Um, is that how you pronounce his last name? I don't yep. care. Because <laughs> he... <laughs> He got guilty on all three charges. Yes, that's good news. Uh, Black Lives Matter, people. Hell yes, Black Lives Matter. I I watched most of this trial. um, Yeah. And it it really was interesting. I mean, I'm obviously pretty biased in my thinking already, but it really did seem like the prosecution put on a much better and more thorough case than the defense. That's what it seemed, yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, I want to say it's a no-brainer, but we've seen how these things can go. I mean, it's uh, on video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know what? It's a step forward, man. It's a step toward... Uh, it's a step in the right direction right there. Yeah, um, that's good news. Hopefully more, you know, more follow suit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great. some great news there today. Um, well, we um, sort of almost started talking about it. I, we all, I also watched the Snyder Cut. I also watched, man, we, um, 
Yeah, um, uh, it's it's long and tedious to me. I, the, I, I mean, the, the Joss Whedon cut is also bad in a different way. <laughs> I liked the uh, Snyder cut. I will say I did like the Snyder cut more than I liked the Whedon cut. Although that's also like comparing a polished turd to a regular turd. Yeah, so, I, mean, I agree. Yeah, it the, it wasn't the, great. There were things I did like about it. I Zack Snyder is very into like giving as much time with his characters as. You know. And I like I like a four hour movie. Honestly, I don't have any issue with that. <laughs> what I have yeah. issue with is the fact that this movie wasn't four hours worth of content. It was an hour worth of content extended to four hours. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the like slow motion, I was, the slow motion was so tedious. I was going to say like two stop. hours of the four hour uh, runtime were probably it was just like because of the slow mo. Speed ramp, slow-mo, just like, oh my god. Everything was in slow-mo. The first, like, ten minutes of the movie is, like, all slow-mo. It's, it's all, it's, yeah. uh, I well, will say I loved the, um, all the cyborg shit. Like, I was so yeah. pissed when I watched, you know, I heard about, like, oh, they cut his story out of they really the did, didn't Whedon they? version, but, like, holy shit. Like, yeah, they, they really cut it all out. Oh my um, god. I, I, I I liked it. I was a little confused by uh, the dad. I felt like the dad was, they were setting him up to be like bad guy that gets redeemed or like a good guy, but it, <clears throat> it always just sort of felt like in the middle. And then he's like, oh, he's a good guy. Right. It's a, like, it's, a, it's that idea. It's like, it's a flawed human being kind of thing, I guess. Like everybody's got flaws and every, I mean, everything's all just, I don't know. Yeah. It, you know, I'm glad I watched it. I will say... The, the, that ending scene, like, with the flash-forward to the future was not needed. Um, and and just like, the worst jokering. I, why is he so awful? <laughs> we did get a Batman F-bomb, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What does he say? Uh, he says, I think... And when I killed you, and make the mistake, I will fucking kill you. I, I hate it. I, I hate it so much. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's not... It's not great. Um, I'm glad it came out, though. I'm glad at least he was... Because so was such a tragedy, like, how he originally... Yeah. yeah, no, that's terrible. ...had to leave the production. Uh, so I'm really glad. between Him and his wife, who was also a producer on this, like, yeah. I, 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 I it seems like it gave them some closure on this, and I'm happy about that. Yeah. I think. I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for them, I suppose. I don't know why their grief has to cost... Several hundred million dollars in four hours of my time, but that's fine. After all this shit with, like, covering up Whedon, though, like... Yeah, that's true. You know, let Warner Brothers pony up the money. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy just that it was... I mean, I think it's it's a dangerous road to go down, but the, the idea of here's a weird, completely different director's cut straight to streaming... Yeah, it's... Like, that's awesome. I think that's pretty cool, the, the idea of that, at least. It's like that fan, like, fan outcry, like, the fans made this happen, and it's like, the fans seem to make, you know, all of this happen, and one thing I actually I'd love to see happen, the only thing that I would love to see come out of this would be a, um, I remember reading after Justice League came out, like, somebody put out the idea that there would be an NC-17 rated cut of Mrs. Doubtfire, <laughs> because of, did you hear about this? 
No. I guess there was so much because you're filming with Robin Williams, who is just a master of improvisational comedy. Like hilarious, awful things. There's probably so many hilarious, awful things that he said, like, and that he improvised while they were filming. Apparently, they had enough to make like three different cuts of the movie. There would be like a G. A PG-13 cut, an R-rated That's cut, and supposedly an NC-17. I, it, it sounds like they were exaggerating when they said, like, there's an NC-17 rated cut yeah, somewhere Yeah, probably just for language, but... Yeah. I would say, like, I would love to see an R-rated cut of Mrs. Doubtfire, if not to just see That Robin. would be phenomenal. That would be hilarious. If it was... Yeah, I think it'd be amazing. <laughs> if not just to see Robin Williams just go completely apeshit in that yeah. uh, costume. Like, oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Man, what... Trying to think like what else I've been watching. Uh, well, um, there's something we talked about several episodes last episode. We only got I think two episodes in. It was Wandavision. Oh my goodness! Yes, yeah, Wandavision. Dude, we haven't even. Yeah, shit. It has been a while. Wandavision's ended. Falcon and the Winter Soldier ends this Friday, as of this recording. Yeah, and man, uh, oh boy. really liking. Uh, Falcon of the Winter Soldier. I think even more than I liked WandaVision. Uh, it's, y- yeah. L- let's just chat about WandaVision as a whole. Sort of the last... Yeah, cause we, yeah. Because it was interesting. I would put those first two or three episodes in their own sort of category. It did sort of follow the sitcom thing, but it also started being a lot more about the outside of that bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think that was necessary to kind of like work us into kind of the format that they were going for. The only thing I would change about all that is I would have released the first, instead of releasing the first two episodes at the same time, I would have done the first three. Yeah, maybe. Get that ending where, you know, they blasted, um, where they blast Monica out of the, the bubble and you see all the government, uh, cars go out. Right. I, that, I think that would have been a good cliffhanger right there, and then you wait next week yeah. for the episode four. Really good. It, it's amazing. It started off as this one thing, though, that I thought it was going to be, like, this kind of, I don't want to say gimmicky, because it's kind of, that's the wrong word, but, like, kind of gimmicky. Yeah. But it ends up being this really, like, layered examination of grief. Yeah. Like, I agree. I thought... Uh... As someone who was uh, kind of grieving myself, um, I thought it was good, and I thought she got out of it a little too easy. <laughs> I'm a little upset that Vision's back. Yeah. Uh, I know he's not really. But also, um, I read a thing about how they changed Agatha's role um, halfway through filming. It's Agatha, right? Is that her name? It was Agatha all along. Yeah, yeah and yes. so like originally she was going to be the big bad, I think, and then... the while shooting or something, they changed her to, to going to be like, okay, then like, she's going to be too likable. We're going to have to bring her back, uh, as like sort of a mentor side role kind of thing. So what they ended up doing, you know, like releasing the witch's powers. Right. But originally she was going to be the big bad. I thought, I think. Well, she still kind of is in the end. I mean, there's like the final battle and like, they do imply that she's going to come back in, yeah, some, yeah. in that kind of, may, maybe in that kind of way. I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. Love, loved that show though. Um, I am, I think digging the winter Falcon and the winter soldier. It's a different show. And the thing I, among many other things, the thing I appreciate about, appreciate about this show is that, with WandaVision, I found myself going on Reddit a lot after the episode and kind of looking up, like, fan theories yeah. just about just, like, where this could possibly go. And for the most part, with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I don't feel that itch. Like, it's a very yeah. it's very much more like everything's kind of presented in front of you. Yeah. Uh, um, 
I think it really would have benefited from the first two coming out together. Because the first episode is not the best. First episode feels very, like, commercial for the U.S. Army. Yeah, it's, yeah. They definitely spend a lot of, like, they had a great opening action scene, but it's very much like, they put more care. I was surprised they put as much character development into this as they have, especially in that first episode. Uh, they get more character development in the first episode, I think, than in the entirety of the, the rest of the MCU. Yeah, for Winter Soldier. Uh, I would say Winter Soldier and, and Falcon 2 gets yeah. a lot of that. Like, um, it's very much like a build... The first episode, though, yeah, it's, it's very much like a build-up to everything. Yeah, coming. I've loved it. And, like, the obvious uh, social commentary... Holy shit. I'm amazed that they it's have... A really good... They're doing a really good job of it. It's... I think, like, oh my god. It's... It's great. I'm surprised they go as far with it. Did you watch the last episode? I did, yeah. Oh my god. Like, that conversation he has with uh, Isaiah. Like... Oh yeah. Holy shit. Like, I was... Yeah. Like, yeah, and I was like, Jesus. do you think the U.S. Army signed off on this episode? Yeah, like, it, I know nobody can predict the future, but it, like, it couldn't yeah. have come out at a more, like, relevant time. Like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, I know. Uh, but, like, a bunch of things. I think the John Walker, is that a name, John Walker? Yes. Uh, it's super interesting. Oh, my God. I love his character. Like, you you hate, hate him, him, but him. also, like, it's a very developed character. Like, Yeah, well, and it's like the what-if uh, Captain America had been the top, you know, the A1 soldier instead of the guy who fell in the grenade. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's dark. Fuck, man. The end of episode four, like, I'm amazed. I'll probably say this a couple more times, but I'm amazed with what they've been able to get away with on this show. Oh, yeah. The blood all over the shield. With man. the decapitation. They showed pretty much everything you can show until... Yeah. You actually. Yo, and I'm it. surprised they've haven't they been saying shit a lot too. They have been saying shit a lot. There's a lot of like <laughs> this wouldn't be out of place on like FX or something or like who. I know like, it's, I was, it's pr- like a adult oriented. It's very adult oriented. Yeah, I'm amazed that like Disney Plus is kind of letting them do this. That's the benefit. That's the great a great thing about Marvel is that like they really let their filmmakers. You know, within a certain limit, there's certain limits, but yeah, like they really sure. let their filmmakers kind of, you know pursue their vision with a movie yeah or in this case tv show yeah um it's really good and i've loved uh, i love seeing helmet helmet zemo come back did you see the one did you see the 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 zemo cut of uh, episode three with just an hour of him dancing awkwardly in a club <laughs> no oh my god amazing. marvel put this on you yeah marvel put it on their youtube page this is an hour-long <laughs> loop of zemo just dancing awkwardly that's hilarious oh it's so funny um I'm really digging the show, and yeah, I can't wait for the last episode. Um, I know, I can't either. They're also competing, uh, I found out today, in a little bit of Disney news. Uh, mm-hmm. That they're going to be competing, Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be competing at the Emmys this year in the Best Drama Series category, as opposed to Limited Series. Nice. So... Some people are saying that maybe they'll get another season out of this, but I mean, who knows? Yeah, I so, mean, I'd like I'd watch another season of it in a heartbeat. I would do another season of this show. I love I, I love it. Um, yeah, looking and they're at, meaty hour long episodes, like full hour, not just forty five. Yeah, yeah, they get a lot. They get a lot in there. Um, yeah, they all feel like a short movie. Oh, 
a little bit. That's kind of how I'm seeing it. It's like a six-hour like Mar- Marvel movie because it's kind of yeah, totally. You could say the same thing with Wandavision, but like it's kind of following the form. Like I mean, the, obviously, Wandavision is very TV. Yeah. Oh yeah. Things. Yeah. It's kind of. <laughs> Doesn't feel like it as much. No, not as much, for sure. Um, with this show, like it feels like it's following all the beats of a Marvel movie, but over a much longer... It's like the Snyder cut of a Marvel movie, I guess. That's, I mean, yeah, kind of. Except <laughs> I'm just noticing... So we watched, uh, I rewatched Infinity War and Endgame just the other day. Nice. Uh, and we're just comparing it to the Snyder cut. It is so much, so, so much better. All the characters... <laughs> behave and act based on their behavior yeah and their personality and so like you know yeah yeah it makes sense for like certain characters to do certain things based on who they are i know this sounds like filmmaking 101 but it really is so i mean marvel has it down to such a good science that like everything just feels like right and comfortable in some of these enormous battle scenes like with the end of endgame should just feel like george lucasy you know episode one chaos and it doesn't yeah it's, it's ah, they do an amazing job with that uh, yeah it's, it's just amazing how well organized that 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 series is like yeah and just i mean just like simple writing that pays off so beautifully oh we, oh yeah it's amazing. Um, cannot wait to get into more MCU shenanigans this year because uh, Black Widow is coming out finally. Uh, is this, are we? Are you telling me what's going on? Oh, we can go into what's going on. You want to go into what's going on? Is this part of what's going on? It can be. All right. Well, why don't we decide what's going on? Let's see what's going on. Uh, so in a little bit of uh, some news here, Black Widow, uh, this was announced a while ago, this is kind of old news, but I'm super excited for it. Black Widow is finally, for sure, coming out uh, Yay. in July, and it's going to be simultaneously released in theaters and on Disney+. And they're going to do that $30 thing on Disney+, Plus. you think? Yeah, they are. Oh, they are. They confirmed it. They are doing the okay. $30 surcharge. Well, that makes me feel better about it, because... If it was just straight to streaming, I don't somehow I feel like it would cheapen it. Um, yeah, well, and it will. I mean, it's gonna make less money guaranteed than oh, for like, sure. pretty much any other Marvel property, but yeah, it's, um, but it, it also sucks because Black Widow's just gotten the shaft for so 20 long. movies. I know, God, it's been way too long. It's far too. I'm happy she's gotten her own movie, but it's way too lit. Like, it's she's dead. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what else they can well, do. Well, this will with be it, mostly, but... yeah. Uh, I mean, this will be like her origin story and stuff, won't it? Um, no. What it is, it takes place after. Uh, they'll go into more of her origin stuff, I would imagine. I'm sure. Um, I bet it's going to be all over. It takes place, I think they've confirmed, it takes place directly after Civil War. So she oh. helped, and we just actually watched, we, Gabby and I just rewatched uh, that one uh, recently. It's so good. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, so she helps Cap and Bucky escape. So now she has to go on the run. Uh, right. Because they're going to be out for her. The government's going to be out for her. She's so, got to dye her hair blonde. She's going to, yeah, eventually. Uh, so she goes and flees to, I, I think it's Russia, and that's where she reunites with her 
former like adopted family. Yeah. Uh, Florence Pugh shows up and also something I learned this last week. Did you see that? Um, so in the last episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, there was a uh, big cameo unannounced from Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh yeah. As um, what is her character's name? Uh, I don't remember that at all. The Countess. I was calling her Maggie Lizer. Maggie Lizer. There, there you go. Uh, Contessa Valentina uh, is her character's name. Originally, she was supposed to make her debut in the Black Widow movie. Oh, interesting. But yeah, so we're going to be seeing more of her, which is very cool. Um, but yeah, f- looking forward to Black Widow finally coming out, even if it's just like, even if it's just like Disney Plus. I might, you know, I'm. As a, like, this week is when I hit my, like, two-week, like, since I got my second dose of the vaccine mark, so, I mean, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'll go to What's the, the date on that? Hmm? What's the release date? Release date for Black Widow. Black Widow release date is July 9th now. July 9th, okay. July 9th, that is going to be on mm-hmm. Disney+. Plus. Uh, well, most, most people day. should have their shot by then. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then September, we're getting, did you watch the trailer for uh, Shang-Chi? No, I didn't. I didn't even know it was out. Yeah, they released the trailer yesterday. Uh, it looks really, really good. Um, no, crazy. Okay, well, I might have to just... You want to get my live reaction right now? Uh, <laughs> I can I can look at this right How now. How long is this? Okay, it's two like a two-minute two trailer. I'm going to watch it right now. All right. I'll, I'll live react to it. Here we go. It's starting right. the trailer. Here we go. A few moments later. Man, okay. So, more movie news. Uh, have you heard about Furiosa? Uh, yeah, is uh, is that gonna have Charlize Theron in it? It is not gonna have Charlize Theron in it. You know who is starring as Fury because it's a some I, I believe it's an yeah, origin story. Yeah, I saw this. Who's playing young Furiosa? It is Anya Taylor Joy of uh, the Queen's Gambit. That'll be good, man. Uh, I mean, well, it might be good. Fury Road was very good, but it was kind of like wow, Fury Road was really good. Yeah, was, no, yeah, it's, it was like a. Prize for most people, I feel like. Yeah, a, a little bit. It did sneak up on us a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. It's worth noting this one is being directed again by George Miller. I would. And they just got. The reason I bring it up is they just got financial incentives from both federal and state governments in Australia. Uh, so nice. production is definitely going to take place in Australia. Uh, the government gave them $135 million US, US money. Uh, that is Interesting. That is $175 million uh, Australian dollars. Um, but this is on... Uh, it looks to be, uh, quote-unquote, it, it looks to be like one of the biggest film shoot ever in Australia. Wow, interesting. I didn't realize there weren't movies shot in australia and they're trying to draw movies there or what well they've been uh some movies have started filming uh there uh throughout the course of the pandemic very safely and they kind of got a good thing going right now in uh in australia with their economy there i know they're shooting thor uh the new thor movie there right now no uh i think production is being moved because i think they're doing pretty good with covid over in australia New Zealand definitely is. Oh yeah, all the yeah. New Zealand crushed it. Oh my god, that's what happens when you have good leadership there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I also saw today that they got two new cast members for the Secret Invasion Disney Plus show. Right. That so is, they're doing a Secret Invasion show. They're doing Secret Invasion. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson is on board to play Nick Fury, and Ben Mendelsohn is playing Talos the Scroll. Wow. Okay. So a lot, I thought, some people speculated that would be like the next 
big, like, you know, overarching movie thing, right? I could see that happening and like, or at least incorporating it in some way because they have talked about like, you know, like with the Netflix shows, like those were all, they took place in that universe, but they were all like completely separate yeah. from the movies. These, and you know, you have the Disney plus shows now that where they have specifically said that these are all going to like factor into the universe. Yeah. I mean, I think if you watched, I wonder what someone who just came in and watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier would think. If they hadn't watched any of the movies, probably would be pretty lost. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, these movies are like tailor made for people. And One Division too. Oh, Division lost as fuck. One Division after episode one, I'd be if I had never seen a Marvel movie before, I'd just be like, I'm out. Like, what is this nonsense? <laughs> what is this television homage bullshit? <laughs> uh, uh, is this this isn't Dick Van Dyke? <laughs> um, uh, but they just added two new cast members to the Secret Invasion show. Uh, Olivia Coleman. Gabby broke this news to me this morning. Cool. Olivia Coleman is coming to Secret Invasion. Awesome. Uh, and Amelia Clark is coming to Secret Invasion. Cool. Two new additions to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Very nice. nice. And then the last thing I have on... The, I, I had to bring this up because this is the most like 420 news I've ever heard. Uh-huh. Vin Diesel... Is producing and starring in a movie version of Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Love it. I love it. Well, they haven't. there hasn't been enough board game movies. There's only been Battleship. That's it. Battleship Clue. and Clue. Clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we need, like, Candyland. Monopoly. Obviously, Monop- can I, yeah, you need a Candyland movie. It just needs to be, obviously, CG, but just, like, huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that is everything I've got for what's going on. Same. Cool. So, the Oscars are this weekend. Let me pull up my list. Okay, I'm ready. All right. We're going to talk Oscar stuff today. Um, start with Best Picture, then. Uh, just Four, start. maybe. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I have not seen... I've seen one of these movies. <laughs> I think there's like two on here. Let's go. I'll go through the list and then I'll. Uh, yeah, there's a couple on here I have not watched. Uh, nominees for best picture this year are Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, The Father, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Uh, eight um, movies nominated this year. They couldn't. You fit- told me to watch Sound of Metal and you said it was great and I believe you. That Sound of Metal. What is my favorite, I think my favorite movie of 2020. Um, I really, I need to see Trial of Chicago 7. Trial of Chicago 7, there's, it was good. It, it's, it's pretty good, I thought. It's a little, like, cheesy that has biopic, to do with, but. That has to do with the riots that followed the protests in 67? Uh, yeah, the, the, the Democratic National Convention. My mother was there. Whoa! Wait, was yeah, she... Involved with, like, did she take no, part in she the... No, she doesn't, she didn't. I mean, uh, so she, like, you know, just was there, just went down during the, that day. Oh. During so... one, of the, one of the days of the convention. Oh, so she saw this happen. Um, well, I don't know, I don't think she did, uh, but, you know, it's over the course of a couple days, the yeah. convention, and so she went down one of the days, but, like, there were protests on the day she went, but... Oh, okay. Uh, but no, I don't think she saw it happen. Oh, okay, for sure. Well, still, just to be there is. I mean, it is funny. My mom is a very, was a very, 
sort of uh, conservative uh, kind of uptight, not uptight, um, but, you know, <laughs> I can't imagine her being there, is what I'm saying. I see, yeah, I see. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Funny to, yeah, it's funny to think about, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Trial of Chicago 7, I thought it was, it's pretty good. It's a little cheesy biopic. Yeah. Uh, there's some great moments, though. I mean, the movie is written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. Like, Okay, so I'm sure it's great. There's some good, really good moments in that. Um, yeah, it's a good mo- very, really good movie. Um, the only two that I have, the, the two on this list that I haven't seen, and I'll be honest, probably will not watch before the Oscars, are Mank uh-huh. and The Father. Uh, the Father uh-huh. is about... Uh, a man who is dying from uh, dementia, I think, and his daughter's taking care of him, and it looks super yeah. depressing. Yeah, it sounds like it. I think that's going to be the movie this year, I'll be honest. I think that's the movie this year that's going to be like... There's always like one movie that's nominated for things and doesn't get anything. Mm-hmm. i got a feeling this is going to be that movie. Mm-hmm. And I almost said that for Mank, but there's a couple of like technical categories I can see that kind of getting, so... Um, I've heard of the others. What's Minari? Minari. So it's about a Korean family that moves to uh, Arkansas in the eighties. The father uh, is trying to become a farmer. Um, and it's, that is another, it's, I, if I had to make like a top five list of top 2020 right now, like that would be on my, uh, on my top five for, for sure. Nice. Um, I, I loved Minari. Um, great cast, uh, great overall cast. What, uh, you say you, you were telling me you watched Promising Young Woman. Yes, I watched it today. And God, it, it was really good. Um, it, <laughs> I'm not sure what it's, everything is trying to say, but I think, and, and God, it was, uh, dark. It's really dark. Yeah, it's got this sort of like, I kind of imagine like dark, con- when I, before yeah, I watched there was, it. I like, mean, there were laugh out loud moments too. And yeah. also it's like, it's half rom-com. And it was like, for a minute, I was like, is this movie trying to be, like, not all men? It's, yeah. It, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, it, it's not. It's no, definitely it's, not. Yeah, it's dark. It's dark. Um, really good. It was very different from how I thought it was. I thought it was going to be more of a, like, bloody revenge movie. And without yeah. saying too much, because I think everybody should go watch this movie. Yeah. Um, it's it's completely different from how I thought it would be. Um, yeah, it really is. Um yeah yeah loved it it was yeah it was excellent it was tough to watch at times yeah oh absolutely um judas and the black messiah did you watch that one no i didn't uh really good really good um daniel what's it about it is about so there was the fbi was looking to take down fred hampton who was the chairman of the black panther party in chicago oh right and they send a guy in there played by Lakeith Stanfield to infiltrate and give the FBI information. And this guy played by Lakeith Stanfield ends up being very instrumental in, uh, Fred Hampton's death. Um, it's, it's a, it's very, uh, it's a very, this one's also kind of a tough one to watch. Um, yeah, it sounds like it really, really good. Some incredible, uh, performances there, especially, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, more on Daniel Kaluuya later. Um, did you see any of the other ones on this list? Nope. The only one I've seen is promising young woman. Uh, some good ones on here. It looks so different this year just cause like, 
it's uh, it's just everything. Most everything on this list was at one point or another, like on a streaming service. I think, I think the only ones that weren't at one point were um, Minari, Promising Young Woman, and The Father. Like, yeah, everything else is on like Netflix or Amazon or whatever. Like, yeah, it's just a very different year. It's a weird year. Um, Yeah, I mean the Oscars are in late April. Late (laughs) April this year, yeah. Um, if I had to predict right now, like, I think Nomadland is going to get this. It's got Frances McDormand, which means I'm sure it's great. What is it about? Nomadland, it's about a woman played by Frances McDormand who kind of loses everything, like her job and, uh, her, her husband, and she begins to live as a, uh, as a nomad, um, in modern right. day. Uh, she has a van, and... She finds communities of other nomads who kind of like live out of their RVs and their vans and just kind right. of lives on the go. And it it's one of the definitely one of the better movies, I think, of 2020. Um, it wasn't. Do I think it deserves best picture? Uh, I don't quite think so. It's not quite there. If I uh, I like like I liked Judas and the Black Messiah more. I liked Minari more. Sound of Metal, I mean, I already said, like, this. I think that was my favorite movie of 2020, but, like, it's an incredibly well-put-together movie. It's incredibly well-directed. Like, the cinematography is fucking gorgeous. Uh, She's, like, driving through the West, like, uh, the American West, and so many shots of, like, landscapes and mountains and deserts and just, it's... It's beautifully shot. It's a movie that looks absolutely beautiful. Probably like one of the best looking ones of the year. I wouldn't be upset if that won Best Picture though, which it probably will this year. If I had to guess. Um, move on to uh, Best Actor. Best Actor. Best Actor. Who do we got this year? We've I've got... seen none of these movies. <laughs> I have seen. I've seen three of them. But uh, I know who these actors are. We at got least five of them. Four. We've... Of them. <laughs> Yeah, we got a good, it's a solid lineup. Anthony Hopkins for The Father, uh, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Gary Oldman for Mank, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, and Steven Yeun for Minari. Uh, I was really happy to see Steven Yeun get in there. Uh, he's, he's great in Minari. And Riz Ahmed, um, I think my personal favorite out of all these five is Riz Ahmed. He was amazing in Sound of Metal. Yeah, I gotta see that. It's, it's good, definitely on my list. It's a good one. Um, I should just watch all these. You know? All of them are pretty good. You can't <laughs> go wrong. I think uh, Chadwick Boseman's probably gonna get this. Like, yeah, it, it. He is great in that movie. I have so many. I, I'm very conflicted on Ma Rainey's Black Bottom because mm-hmm. it's got some solid acting in it, mm-hmm. but it's a movie that's based on a play. Sure. And you can tell that it's based on a play because the movie it's is structured like a play. Like a lot of entrances yeah. and exits and like it all takes place Entry. mostly in one location. Like it's and there's movies like that. Like another one that's based on a play this year that uh, that, that came out this year is One Night in Miami. And oh, right. Okay, yeah. And they found ways to like make that more cinematic and like make it feel kind of bigger than the space that they're in and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom doesn't really do that. Yeah. Um, and I, it, it, 
I don't know if it's a screenplay or just dire- like direction or what it, what it, what it is, but it's just something felt off about that. Like it's, if I want to watch a filmed version of a play, like I'll watch a filmed I, version of a play. Yeah, I, I'm as a, a I have a degree in theater, and I, I happen to hate watching a filmed versions of plays. It's and that's what I've hated so much about the pandemic is a lot of people are trying to do these you know virtual versions, and I and God bless them. It's it's a great effort but it just does not work like a live theater does there's like an energy in the live theater and being in the same room and performance space yeah is just changes the vibe dramatically and so yeah i agree i usually don't like what could easily be play versions you know yeah it, and it just, uh, yeah did you see fences a few years ago i did and i feel the same way about fences too it's which is yeah. another august wilson adaptation yeah, oh God, there's just so much um, talk. I have the same, yeah. Talking. I think Viola Davis 100% deserved that Oscar because the acting oh, yeah. in that movie was fucking no, terrific. Incredible acting. Oh, that's another one, too, I never want to see again. I, <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I don't think I've watched it since I saw it. And yeah. I didn't dislike it, but yeah, you yeah. could very much tell it was a play. It's very much, yeah, and that's the thing. I don't know if it's the work of August Wilson or like what it is, but like <clears throat> if there's one thing I learned from one night in Miami, it's like, it can be done right. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's what happens when you get a screenplay written by, by the way, is uh, I think I mentioned this before, but Kent powers, uh, he wrote the, he adapted his own play, uh, into a screenplay and, uh, he's uh-huh. having a hell of a year. Cause he also co-wrote, uh, and co-directed, uh, soul. Oh yeah. Nice. Um, but he, this is a guy who like knows how, and then you also have, an incredible director in Regina King who is, has also been in the film business many years and you can tell like she's got an eye for like what looks cinematic. Yeah. And, like interesting. It, 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 they have this way of making it feel bigger than the, the, the play that it's based on. And I think Ma Rainey's black bottom, uh, doesn't, does, doesn't capture that at all. Huh. Um, best actress. Yeah. Best actress, best actress, uh, Andre day for the United States versus Billy holiday. Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman, Frances McDormand for Nomadland, uh, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, and Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Who do you think's going to win it? Let's see. Viola Davis, I know, just took the SAG Award for that, which is kind of the precursor to the Oscar there. Sure. Uh, I think my money would have been on, like, before that, I think it would have been on Frances McDormand for Nomadland. She's just turned into Meryl Streep. Francis every Mc- year. <laughs> yeah, every year another nomination. Is that like her, like her and Gary Oldman? Yeah. Like, Gary Oldman's also kind of in that boat. Um, I have not seen The United States versus Billie Holiday. I have not seen Pieces of a Woman. Neither have I. I will probably I... not watch Pieces of a Woman. I hear Vanessa Kirby is great, but I don't know if I want to watch Shia LaBeouf in a movie right now. Sure, sure. Um... And Carrie Mulligan, like, oh my god. Golly. Um, I would honestly probably, if I, I would give it to her. She, I would love it if she took that. It was an incredible role. I mean, she did an incredible, incredible job. She gave it her all. Um, yeah. Really loved it. Um, if I had to guess right now, I'm gonna go Viola, I'm, I'm gonna go Viola Davis. Alright. And I would be okay with that. She was really good. I thought she was very good in that. Um, again, like Ma Rainey's Black Bottoms, like the acting is solid, uh, at least. Supporting actor, uh, good. It's kind of a weird one. I love every 
nominee in this category. Uh, uh-huh. D- Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Lakeith Stanfield also for Judas and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Uh, Paul Racy for Sound of Metal. And Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7. All very deserving to be there, I think. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, I mean, I'll say it right now, I think Daniel Kaluuya is going to take this. He's like winning everything for this category. Interesting. Uh, and he is terrific in that. I know his name, but what do I know him from? Uh, Get Out is his... Oh, uh, uh, okay, yeah. This is actually... Yeah. which For which he was also nominated for uh, an Oscar for uh, for uh, Best Actor. Okay, nice. Uh, and then he was in Black Panther. Uh, nice. Yeah. Um, he'll probably take that this year. I also loved Leslie Odom Jr. in One Night in Miami. I would not be upset if he won that. Uh, but I think Daniel Kaluuya is going to take that this year. Nice. Supporting actress? Supporting actress. This one shocked me. There's some good ones on here. Oh my goodness. Uh, Amanda Seyfried for Mank. Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy. Maria Bakalova for Borat subsequent movie film. That was the one. <laughs> Love it. Oh my goodness. Uh, Olivia Coleman for The Father. And Yu Jung Yang for Minari. Uh, Alright. Before I watched Minari, I probably would have given this to Maria Bakalova because I thought she was just... I mean, it was like on the news. <laughs> oh my god! Right? Like, oh, and she is so freaking fantastic in that movie. Like, she, I mean, really, yeah. Oh my gosh! And like, what an acting assignment. Yeah. Oh my like, god! Really, really? Like, if it's really like an, if it's really a competition of acting, which I mean, it isn't. I but it, it's we're given awards, so yeah. <laughs> then, then that's she did the hardest thing. I would say that, like, being up there with Giuliani, like, that's going to be her Oscar, like, the Oscar moment they'll show in the clips. For, yeah, uh, I mean, right? Like, it has to be. It's gotta be. She's so fantastic. She's fantastic. It's a great character. It's a really well-written character. And her yeah. and Sasha Baron Cohen together are just magic. And I gotta yeah, talk about her at length because I've only seen two of the nominees on this list. Um, yeah. The other one, though, who I think is going to win this and who I I hope does kind of does... Yu Jung Yaun for Minari. She mm-hmm. plays like the grandmother who comes to visit the family, and she is so incredible in that movie. Like, she's warm, funny, uh, very sweet. Yes, like, I need to see Minari, it sounds like. Minari, I would, if I had to recommend any movie on this list other than Sound of Metal, I would go with, I would say Minari. Like, nice, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, really good. Uh, just really good movie. Yeah, right. looking forward to that. What's Hillbilly Elegy? That sounds silly. Hillbilly Elegy was well. If you look at Glenn Close's like costume and makeup for that movie, it does look very silly. Uh, she looks like a hillbilly. Hillbilly Elegy was done by it was Ron Howard. Uh, it came out last year. It's about I think it's oh, like I a, a young man who uh, goes to live with his grandmother or something. Amy Adams is in it. It was not very well received. Um, okay, but Glenn you got, Close you got a twenty six on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, not many people. Supposedly the book is great. My mom, uh, I remember my mom telling me like, "Oh, I love the book. Yeah. I can't wait for the movie." I was like, "You shouldn't read the reviews for this movie." Uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, um, but it got two nominations, and Glenn Close is one of them. Glenn Close, I hear, is really good in this movie. So they got that. I'm going. sure she is. I mean, yeah, it's Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Yeah. All right, should we just do one more of best animated feature? Yeah, best animated feature. What do we got here? Um, Onward. Onward. Uh, Soul is definitely on that list here. Yes. Yep. Soul. Uh, Over the moon. Yes. Wolf. Shaun the sheep. Farmageddon. 
and <laughs> Wolfwalkers. Uh, huh. I have heard great things about Wolfwalkers. Interesting. Actually, I've heard good things about Over the Moon as well. I think that Over the Moon was a Netflix uh, movie. And um, I see Glenn Keane was involved with this, who is a uh, Disney alumnus. So, like, Renaissance Disney alumnus. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we did a whole episode on Soul, but, like, how can you not yeah. give it to Soul? Um, it was very good. Yeah. I will say Onward also was, like, a very good movie. Um, I never did see it, but I should. That was the last movie that I watched in a movie theater before the lockdown. <laughs> Yeah, uh, mine was with you, Sonic the Hedgehog. That's right, sure. yeah. Ugh. I remember there were like, I think there were maybe two or three other people in the theater other than us. <laughs> yep. Um, that was, it was really good. Onward, it's what I would like refer, like it would fall into the category I refer to as the Pixar B-list, which mm-hmm. is a movie for, to me, it's a Pixar movie. It's not like their best, but it's still going to make me cry like a baby. Yeah. So... <laughs> And it did. Um, yeah. Really, it's really good, though. I recommend it. Um, did uh, Raya and the Last Dragon come out too late? or? Yeah, I think it okay. kind of missed. I think it was like an earlier, late February like cutoff for that okay. this year. Uh, I would imagine. I I'd still haven't seen Raya and the Last Dragon. I'm probably going to wait until it comes on. I saw it in theaters. Very and it was not bad. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. It wasn't want... amazing, but it wasn't bad. It's yeah. It seems like a Disney like Disney movie. Uh, it, it certainly was. <laughs> couple, of... but it actually, it was a little different. I mean, usually the Disney movie is all about like you know, be yourself and and you know, learn to live with who you are, and you know, find your inner power. And they don't do any of that. This is all about like trust other people. Yeah, oh, I like that. Yeah, it's a nice one. It's is, a nice change-up. Uh, there's just a couple more categories I want to talk about, because there's some good stuff happening this year um, in terms of representation, I think. Like, Especially if you look at the directing mm-hmm. category. Uh, this is the first yeah. year that there has been more than one female nomination All right. in that category. Um, you got Chloe Zhao for Nomadland and Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman, who... Nice. I don't know if you watch The Crown, but she is on that I show. I haven't, but I hear good things. It's but also good. it sounds really boring to me. Lots of rich people <laughs> problems. It's not... It's exciting yeah. in many ways, uh, infuriating in others. It's yeah, it's The Crown. It's its own thing. <laughs> I should mention, Chloe Zhao is also going to get Best Director this year, and she absolutely deserves it for that. Uh... Nice. And I think she's also up for... I think she edited the movie. We don't have to go into that category, but I thought it was a fun fact that she edited the movie as well, and she's also nominated for that. That's a big deal, I feel like. I feel like that's not... Yep, Chloe Zhao, Best Film Editing in Atlanta. Um, I love that. Um, And I do want to make mention of the sound category, because Sound of Metal, like... The sound for that movie, I feel like it was genetically engineered to, like dominate that category because it, they do some really fascinating things with the sound design for that movie like so literally just, they've changed it to just best sound this year yeah they usually get it into like thank best, god yeah <laughs> there is a difference I guess between like what what is it sound editing and, and sound, sound production I, sound, I think it's sound production and oh, sound editing you know what it, I think mixing's in there somewhere too sound mixing yes yeah, so I don't know but I'm happy it's just best sound that's um 
that's Sound of Metal. They lose. You know what they should have? They should have nominated Tenet as a prank. <laughs> Lo- Ugh. That did get a couple of nominations. I think it got a visual effects nod, and it got. I think it got production design. Uh, yeah, production design. Uh, I remember that production design looking really good. It was like, oh, that's good for them. Um, an original score, it's fun to mention, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are competing against themselves. Oh, that's fun. Yes, they're nominated twice. And also, uh, I, uh, John Baptiste is, is on there with them one time, right? Yes, uh, yeah, he's nominated oh, with them for Soul. Uh, then nominated for Meg. The other music, I never saw News of the World. And this is, by the way, the only category that Defy Bloods got nominated for, and I hate that. Um, the music's great for that. I'm glad Terrence Blanchard got a nod there, but like, at the very least, Delroy Lindo deserved a Best Actor nomination for this. Like, yeah. So good. Um, and also, I just want to mention, this is like the least compelling, like overall group of best original songs that I've heard. Yeah, and also, well, for best visual effects, it's pretty interesting, too. Usually that's one I have seen a couple of the movies in, and I saw Tenet. I think, like, yeah. I think, like... does not deserve it, I don't think. It was cool, uh, but... I don't know what does is the thing. Like, I didn't see Love and Monsters. Maybe that'll get it. I don't know. Usually you get at least one Marvel movie in here, but we don't have any Marvel movies. What is Love and Monsters? Love and Monsters uh, is a movie about love and monsters. Oh, I'd love to see it. Sums up. It's a romantic comedy. Two of my favorite six things. A young man falls in love with an ogre. No, it's not. It looks like a it's like a monster apocalypse movie, and he's like trying to reunite with his ex. (laughs) You had me. You had me going for a second. Oh man, I I mean I would have watched that movie. Why don't you give me... Here, I'm not going to look it up. Oh. Why don't you go ahead and find a three or four movies of the plots of them and then read them to me and I'll have to guess which is Love and Monsters. <laughs> oh my god. Which one is Love and <laughs> Monsters? Okay. Um, okay, I've never me... I've never seen Monsters Ball, so... Oh, that's uh, a good maybe, one. So maybe you could put that on the list because I don't know what it's about at all. Monsters they're very different movies. I know, Monster I know, Bomb. but I don't okay. know what either one is about. So don't, okay. you don't spoil it for me. I gotta stay. Oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. I'm All gonna right, find. I'm gonna find uh, one oh, more. I Monster. haven't ever seen um, Crazy Slash Beautiful, which I know is neither love nor monsters. <laughs> Do you want me to just read? Okay, but you don't know the plot. <laughs> right. I don't know the plot of Crazy Crazy Beautiful. <laughs> Happy okay, 420, everybody. Get a few more movies in there that I... I All right, I've got, th- I've got three here. One of which is the plot to Monsters, to uh, Love and Monsters. Okay, okay. All right, here we go. Um, our first plot. After a family tragedy, a racist prison guard re-examines his attitudes while falling in love with the African-American wife of the last prisoner he executed. <laughs> Is that Love and Monsters, Monsters Ball, or is... Crazy Beautiful? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Read me the next one. Oh, I know my... it's not Crazy Beautiful. Okay, it... lovably hapless Joel leaves his cozy underground bunker behind on a quest to reunite with his ex. 
that could be Love and Monsters. Is that your, do you want to guess? Uh, yeah, I guess that's Love and Monsters. That is Love and Monsters. Okay. I okay. left out the, the beginning of that plot says seven years after he survived the monster apocalypse. I left that oh, out because okay. I knew you were going to get that right. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I want to watch this. It's, I actually, like, no joking, I have heard that's a pretty good movie. Got a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I heard good things. Let's see. All right. And our last plot here. At Pacific Palisades High, a poor Latino falls hard for a troubled girl from an affluent neighborhood. I actually don't know which is Crazy Beautiful and which is Love. And that must be Crazy Beautiful. That is Crazy Beautiful. Monster's Ball is about the racist prison guard who falls in love with the wife of the last prisoner he executed. For which Halle Berry won an Oscar for and is amazing in this movie. It's a great. It's actually like. It's a great movie. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I'd recommend Monsters Ball. Um, okay. And that well, was what's next? That was our game. Oh my goodness. Um, I did also want to mention best international film because oh, another movie that I have watched in the last few weeks that I gotta recommend. Mm-hmm. It's on Hulu right now. It's called Another Round. Okay, from Denmark. It is from Denmark. Right now, it's the front runner to win best international feature film. Uh, it stars Mads Mikkelsen, who I love. Um, Oh, oh my goodness. So it's about four friends, all high school teachers. They test a theory that they will improve their lives by maintaining a constant level of alcohol in their blood. (laughs) It's a, oh my God. Yeah. It's uh, like comedy, like dramedy. Um, Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, I have some family members who live by the same theory. Oh, really? Just like a (laughs) constant like level of alcohol in their blood. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, you know what, man? I really loved it. Would recommend. It's on Hulu now. Um, okay, I'll check it out. It put, sounds good. Put some subtitles is it in, on. Is it in Danish? It yeah, is okay. in Danish, yeah. Put some subtitles on. Um, cool. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is in subtitles. Um, nice. Um, well, yeah. Jordan, do you, do you want to play a game? Well, Tommy. I want to play a game. Shall we play a game? So, for this week's edition of... Do you want to play a game? We, I, I've got a good one here for you. It's kind of Oscars themed. So when you think big Oscar winners, you can also think mm-hmm. big Oscar nominees. And I don't mm-hmm. think anybody has been nominated for more Academy Awards than John Williams. True. He has been nominated over 50 times. Uh, he has only won five of those. Okay. So what I've got here is a list of movies. I've got a list of ten movies. Five of the... He was nominated, at the very least nominated, for all of these movies. Okay. And which did he win for? Which did he win for is what I need from you. All right, let me write them down. Go ahead. Okay. We're just going to... You want to just go one by one here? Uh, yeah. Okay. We are going... So I'll give you... I'll start with an easy one. Star Wars. Episode four. Yes, he did for Star Wars? He did. That is correct. Yeah, it's it's really good. <laughs> yeah, some of the, yeah, he's great. Uh, the next nominee that he had, did he win an Academy Award for Raiders of the Lost Ark? Ooh, uh, I would imagine he did. Sad news, he did not Ugh. win for that. Uh, he was nominated for that. Interestingly, he was also nominated for Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And did he win for Temple of Doom? He did not. Okay. Uh, he did not win for any Indiana Jones movies. I will say that now. But he was nominated yeah. for all three of them. Uh, the next movie I've got on here, Superman. Did he win? Yes. He I wrote Superman down. 
He, did he win for it though? I wrote Superman down for a win. Is what I that was my only one I was thought for sure. Uh, Am I wrong? Sad news. He did not win for Superman. That is a bummer. He was nominated for it. I know there's so many on this list that it's like, oh, how did he not win for that? Um, okay, what next? Next movie uh, that was nominated for. Did he win for Fiddler on the Roof? Oh, uh, no. He did. This is one of his five wins. It was for because it is a musical and it's based on the Broadway musical. So this was yeah, a so, so is it not an adapted score. It was an it? adapted musical score, and I think he did an original score for this too, a little bit. Interesting. It was combined oh. into one category for which he won. <laughs> Uh, yeah. The next movie I have on here, Schindler's List. I'm going to say no, only because I can't think of the theme in my head. Sadly, but Tommy, well, he won, he won. happily for him, but sadly for you, yeah. he did win for Schindler's List. Okay, so that's we're, at, we're up to four. We're up to three. Well, we're up to three. Oh, yeah, sorry. Three, three that he has. Got it, okay. Won. All right, my next one here. Um, Catch Me If You Can. Oh, uh, let's say no. That is correct. He did not win for that. Yeah. All right. Next movie. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Did he win for this? Mm-hmm. Man, it's such a good... I, I'm really... I love it so much. It's really good. But I'm going to guess that he did not, just because I've been wrong about everything else. Sadly for him. Happily for you, though, he did not win. All that right. is correct. Um, Jaws. <laughs> oh, man. Did he win for Jaws? Uh, uh, yes. That is correct. He did. John, I mean, I God. Know. I didn't know he, I kind of forgot he did Jaws. He did, yeah. No, two. those two notes, man. Mm. Those two notes. That <laughs> uh, is a great uh, score, though. Um, it's so good. That's one I would love to see. I remember my mom and my brother went to go see San Francisco, uh, I think it was like San Francisco Symphony. Uh do put on a concert where they like play it's that thing where they like play the movie but then they have the live orchestra oh cool yeah yeah they did that with they went to go see that with jaws and that's awesome i, I love the jaws score it's that's so awesome good. it's so, so there must be what two left on the list we got two left uh um, right, give me both and i'll guess which one won and which one did all right i've got two well you might be able to get it but let's see um the two movies are home alone and et which one uh, did he win for I'm going to guess E.T. That is correct. <laughs> that oh, is absolutely yeah. correct. E.T. is he fucking He was good, nominated man. twice for Home Alone. Once in the Best Original Score category and mm-hmm. once for Best Original Song. Huh. Which is the... Yeah. 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 Uh, Sideways talks about that in one of his videos. Oh, that's... The, the, and the song is called, it has a name, it's called Somewhere in My Memory. Oh. I guess it has lyrics. I think it does have lyrics. Like yeah. If you, yeah. That sounds like, like the, it would be. To... The, like the, the kid choir singing. That's, can... Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll put that's something. Um, that is our game. All right. Good well, job. Very nice. Thanks. I think that probably just about does it for uh, this week, right? Yeah, I think so. 
Anything else? Very, uh, very nice. This is great being back here with you, man. Yeah, uh, great to see you. Great to see you as well. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for listening to this installment of Two Guys Watch a Movie. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get you get your podcasts. Uh-huh. Uh, if you want to rate and review and subscribe, you can go and do that. Uh, yeah. Give us some feedback. Give us some subscriptions. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, happy 420. Happy 420. Uh, this episode will be coming out long after 420, I think. Probably a few days after 420. But, yeah. you know, I hope That's everybody... That's how it works for potheads. Pretty much. <laughs> so, happy 420. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm Jordan Ehrlich. I'm Tommy Quartz. Thank you, guys. We'll see you soon. Take care. We love you all. Goodbye.